0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Stop. Hammer time. And we bring you a cautiously optimistic stop hammer time this week as we have stopped the rot or at least kept the rot at the same level or perhaps hardened the rotten areas with some kind of epoxy rot hardening substance with a clattering 4-0 defeat of Nottingham Forest. Here to talk about it, myself and uh, my special guest, um, it is broadcaster, journalist and writer Sam Delaney.
0: Hello, Hello, Phil. What a pleasure to be here I write a very apropos,
1: uh, because you have a new book out. You
0: have a new book out. Let's plug that first and foremost. Definitely. It's called... um, Sort Sort Your Your Head Head Out. Out, Mental Health Without the Bollocks. And it's, yeah, it's sort of like a, it's a bit of a memoir. It's about mental health. It's about how and why I gave up drink um, eight years ago. And, uh, but it's basically written, I think, for the average bloke in the street
1: yeah and
0: yeah. it's devoid of it's i've tried to make it funny not earnest and it's uh i mean it's very honest and it's about my yeah. whole life and there's bits and bobs about supporting west ham and, and a lot about how football played a role in my sort of mental health and particularly in my drinking you know growing up as a as a football fan and and um but i've tried to make it funny too and fun and um Yeah, just try to keep it clear of all the psychobabble that I think puts a lot of blokes off reading these kind of books.
1: Yeah. I've listened to quite a lot of episodes of your podcast, The Reset, which is a sort Mm. of mental health podcast, isn't it? Mm. And uh, quite often uh, the supporting of football and the, you know, fraternity of people that, uh, that that coalesce around football has come up in that podcast. It was mentioned in the one with uh, my friend, Max Dickens, who uh, I don't think was a football fan, but you talked about it
0: because he, he he wrote a book about friendship, male friendship. Billy No Mates or something I think it was
1: called. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. Uh, and uh, you know, that's it's a kind of interesting, uh, it is an interesting topic. Curiously, uh the kind of a lot of the kind of extended circle of people I go to watch West Ham with or meet, you know, before and after the game, didn't go on Saturday to the forest
0: game. It just felt, oh, like, I don't want to see him vote. Not wow. even the forest, I don't want to go that to it's, that it's game. It's funny you should say that because my son Lenny, who's 11 and who I have a you know, he sits next to me. We've got season next to each other. And, you know, really, go, I mean, just, I'm not going to go on about the book, but, but really, like, the way in which my life's changed is I still see all my old mates at West Ham, but I used to just be like a lot of people, just like in the pub from like midday onwards until three yeah. o'clock kickoff and then in the pub afterwards till closing and now I go with my son and it's a whole different experience and I watch Games Sober and I love it and he's very passionate about West Ham as well and that's really enjoyable in a different way but on Saturday we got as far as the tube station my wife was dropping us off at the tube station Uh to get again and he he he, for the first time ever he suddenly got the ump and said I'm not coming and he couldn't really explain why he said I just I'm I'm tired I'm grumpy I don't feel like it and um, so it's a similar thing. It's probably similar to your mates. He you kind of thought, I'm done with this lot. I'm miserable. I just don't feel yeah. like going to watch us lose another game, which let's be honest, I think most of us could have envisaged. I mean, yeah. I envisaged just losing it 1-0. Um, anyway, cut a story short, after the game, I called him up on the train on the way home. And uh, I hope he won't mind me. It's this gloat. He, he was crying. Oh, no. Which I thought it was good. It showed the passion. He, he was crying because he was yeah. so gutted to have missed a 4-0 win. And he'd been waiting ever since we signed Danny Ings to see Ings start a game. He'd been desperate yeah. for him to start a game. And for him to have started and then scored twice and for him to have missed all of these things, he was absolutely gutted. And I said, well, don't worry. Looks like we've turned, turned the corner. There'll be other days like this. And he went, yeah. I just don't think there will be, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> all, well, at least he's a realist.
1: Did you, uh, did you go to the Liverpool 3-0, the, uh, you know, with Lanzini and Pile At An- uh, Anfield. Yeah. yeah. I went to that on my own. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because I could have gone to that and didn't go. I just yeah. thought, oh, fuck. I think we, I think you and I might have spoke sort of just leading up to that game and, uh Funny enough my you know, first
0: I, ever, ever away game I did sober. That was back in 2015 in the August. Yeah, Billich. It was just at the very beginning of Billich's era. Yeah. And I'd never done a I think I'd only been to a couple of games because it was it was only the third, fourth game of the season. I've been a couple at at the at Upton Park, and then I was a, I was at the Edinburgh Festival, just you know, right. up there wa- yeah, yeah. watching a few shows. Yeah,
1: I used <laughs> and, to miss the first couple of games of every season because I was doing yeah. a show up at Edinburgh.
0: So because I'm an idiot and from the south, I genuinely thought I managed to get two tickets and I genuinely thought, oh, well, I'll be in Edinburgh anyway. So I can just (laughs) make down to Liverpool on the way home. Right. Doesn't work like that. You know, what it's like. You just think the whole north is interconnected. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was like, obviously, it's about like three or four hours with a couple of changes from Edinburgh to Liverpool. At least it was that day. But it was quite fun i went on my own i thought i wonder what this will be like because away days in particular for me were just all about the drinking and yeah. uh and i went and i had, and had a really good time i actually did meet a guy up there and um you know because i had a spare ticket as it transpired maybe it was you who was supposed to have it i don't know but anyway Could have yeah, been, we yeah. Had a, Well, i just had a good day out i had a really good day out, and it's very memorable and of course it was the first time We'd, we broke our Anfield hoodoo that day, yeah. didn't we? Because it was yeah, yeah. the old stat was, that trot, was trotted out, was we hadn't beaten them since Love Me Do 50, was at number one. Yeah, 50 right? years or
1: something, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I you know, still deeply regret. I think, like, you know, because Jim, who has an away season ticket uh, and, and can get two tickets, he didn't go either. Just kind of like went, ah. Uh, yeah, because um, you just think, well, that's
0: the last game. Yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, for years, even more than you'd have more hope but Old Trafford, occasionally we've done things at yeah. Old Tra- Trafford, like Di Canio in the Cup, but we'll, we'll yeah. get on to talking about that because we're playing them tonight. So it's yeah. not unheard of for us to nick wins at, at Manchester United even. at yeah, yeah. Anfield, it was like, forget it. That's never happened. No, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, we um, that season, I think it might have been, you know, Within a couple of games of that, we'd beaten Arsenal as well. With Zarate and Lanzini scored goals, didn't they? Yeah, maybe Lanzini didn't. Someone else. Absolutely um,
0: great season, really, wasn't it? That one, Yeah, yeah, that it was. Last season, it wasn't was part.
1: But but in the run up to the, the Forest game at the weekend, it's a sort of funny. We'd had that Spurs game, and you know there was a lot of kind of. A lot of views, a lot of kind of fury after that Spurs game. I, you know, I what was infuriating, and this is the first season I felt this. You know, it's funny, isn't it? Football's a kind of quite a simple game, but I still see things that I've never seen before and also feel things I've never felt before. What this season, watching us play well is actually dispiriting because (laughs) we know we're not going to score. So the whole first half against Spurs. Um, You know, the the end of the ground we were in, they kicked towards us in the second half. So in the first half, the ball was in Spurs' half for Mm. most of the first half. We were playing really well, but just looked like we weren't going to stick the ball in the net. And I'm going, I don't think I've ever been in this situation where I'm watching us play really well and that's making me depressed because I know we're not going <laughs> to stick the fucking yeah. ball in the goal and it's like the better we play the more I go oh yeah taunt us with your good football because they're just not going to stick the ball in there so you know we did it four times at the weekend so it was it was um, it was the floodgates
0: finally opened and, and when you look at it now it's it was like it was a psychological thing because Moyes, I don't feel, as much as he says, oh, we tried to change our approach this season, I don't think Moise has ever really fundamentally changed his approach to a game. I think from day oh. one, his approach to every game is don't let them score. And yeah. let and the goals will look after themselves. So as yes. has been quite well documented now, he doesn't even work on the coaching ground with um on on attacking play because his belief no. is you have to stop the opposition. And a goal, ultimately, goals come. They own goals get scored. Scrappy goals get scored. Most goals come from set pieces. So there's really yeah. no point in wasting time. You have to put everything into working out how to stop the opposition. And yeah. I think he was like that right from the start. And actually, in his first, in the last couple of seasons, there were periods where we were scoring for fun. Yeah. And it. And so he, you know, understandably, he began to think, well. I'm right. No one can argue with me because my teams yeah, are yeah. actually quite free scoring, despite the fact that I put no emphasis on scoring goals at all. Yeah. So, so I'm a cautious manager and that works, but he's run out of luck because we stopped scoring and there seemed to be in the end a psychological issue with scoring, whereas there was a period, obviously during the Lingard sort of era in particular, but also at times last season where... You, th- you genuinely thought we would outscore the opposition. We could always score because Antonio yeah, was yeah. scoring, Bowen was scoring, yeah. Ben Rama, Suchek was scoring for fun, like huge number of goals. So we we got, there's goals all the time. Our centre-backs yeah. were all scoring from corners. Every time we got a corner, you thought there was going to be a goal. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And and um, now it's just stopped. But it, I hope that it was just psychological and that... Um, You know, and that now that we've kind of broken that hoodoo, that the team will go out there with more confidence. Certainly, Phil, it is amazing that we have three strikers at the club, having spent years with one slash none. Yeah. And all three of them offer something a bit different, and all three of them are very capable of scoring goals. And that's even before you factor in Bowen, who is kind of like last season was our main source of goals, Not, not quite a striker, but is the fourth member yeah. of that lineup the frustrating thing is Moyes will never ever 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 play more than one striker but no if, no if you look at this as a relegation battle which i think it definitely is and you size up who we're up against you've got to back us to to prevail simply on the basis that we've got proven premier league goal scorers that, and, a, yeah, and I, a number of them
1: yeah yeah yeah. I mean, the you know, the encouraging thing for, for I guess, a West Ham fan, as opposed to the fans of other teams as well, is that we, um, since the turn of the year, certain players now look as if they're kind of back to their best. Mm. And it's... You know, it's not quite the proverbial they're like a new signing. But, you know, the way Suchek has played in the last couple of games, the way Sufal has played in the last kind of four or five games, and uh, Bowen since the turn of the year, Mm. those are the guys that we had like two years ago. You know, Mm. they're playing at the level they were a couple of years ago. And that is gives me a huge i mean after the spurs game again that was what part of what i felt about that was like it was it was very depressing to see us play very well over there and just not put the ball in the net and that's the reason we lost that game um it was encouraging to see those guys back to something like their best Suchek was really good against spurs i mean you know we lost the game 2-0 but he was very good in it yeah i thought big, I, I thought saturday change. i thought he, Thought he was great on Saturday, and I thought Paquetta was really good.
0: Yeah, very. He had a great game, Paquetta. Paquetta, If we can just get through this season, he's yeah. not. He's not provided the. I think Moy said he was looking for kind of ten goals, ten assists from him, and he's nowhere near yeah. that. And um, but if we can just get him through this season and and keep him happy, and he doesn't go in the summer, which I think there's a chance he might because he might just yeah, this isn't working yeah. out. But if we do, if he does stay on, I think that. You know, he could be one of those players who, you know, this was just him finding his feet. He's done all right. He's done enough. And he's shown mm. enough glimpses that he could become very dominant next year.
1: Well, I thought, I thought what, whilst, you know, watching him at the weekend, I thought that this possibly, you know, Suchek uh, and uh, Paqueta and maybe Flynn Downs, that could be the formula for when Rice goes.
0: Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, it,
1: it ticks Paqueta a Paqueta was all over the feet. bit because he's, Because he's got a lot of flair, but he's sort of got a really good engine as well. You know, what he did for that second goal wasn't just the kind of Gaza-type flick of the ball in the air over the head of the centre-back. It's the fact that he just barged the centre-back out of the way and won a physical competition. And, you know... um, Rice, who also had a terrific game against Forest, uh, you know, has that great reading of the game and sort of nicking the ball off a, uh, 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 an attacking player's foot in a kind of dangerous position for us. Paqueta does a bit of that as well. And I mean, I think that's what he does for Brazil. He's much more sort of box-to-box and a bit more meat and potatoes. Yeah. And I think Moy is envisaged.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a Brazilian. So Moyes has thought, well, he's a number 10. He's a number yeah, ten. Yeah. He'll float about and do flicks and tricks, and and yeah, it's the, that's not quite the sort of player he is. I think probably in in Brazil, by Brazilian standards, he's considered their Jordan Henderson. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean?
0: Like, I think yeah. he's yeah, he's a box to box, hard working midfielder. But obviously, being Brazilian, he also has a great technique and moments of magic in his locker, as they all tend yeah. to do um yeah. so i think but i think that's a good thing you know we've got players like ben rama um who can who can play that kind of number 10 role um yeah. probably more more suitable we we do have those kind of players but i think yeah but pa- is much he's much more than that and he will be a great asset in particular when rice leaves May- who knows maybe these players down sucek and paketa will step out of the shadow here i heard something from um I heard something from a pretty decent source close to, let's say, the Declan Rice camp, that Declan Rice, whilst he sort of accepted that he would probably leave in the summer, he has said, to to the sort of slight amazement of of his, like, sort of close team, he said, well, yeah, I mean, I probably will leave unless we get relegated. And they've gone, what are you talking about? And he said, well, listen, I'm the club captain. I can't, this is my club, this is my club, I love West Ham, I can't, we can't get relegated and then I do the off, it's like the worst thing I could possibly do, if we get relegated I have to get us back up, then I can go, right. Right. so it, it, I mean, a lot of people have, have, you know, on my podcast on New Irons, I've put it around this past rashane Shane, who obviously has sort of got more more insight and connections than me to this sort of thing, and, and he, he, um, he shat on this um yeah. little rumor that I'd picked up that I was very proud of because I can't, I will not reveal my source but it was extremely no. close to Declan Rice and they was like oh yeah he's, he won't he won't dream of leaving if you go down I don't well, know how I felt about that I don't know if it made me feel like I wanted us to go down but no of course it <laughs> didn't <laughs>
1: yeah um I thought they sort of filled the gaps in between midfield and strikers as well. You know, part of the problem of not scoring any goals was like times we put Scamacca up front, times we had Antonio up front, uh, they were sort of isolated. There's a big sort of moat between uh, the midfield and uh, the attacking players, despite the fact that, you know, there were times that you thought, well... Declan is supposed to be kind of you know possibly one of Europe's best midfielders but actually mm. we're getting we're getting beaten by balls through the midfield and the midfield isn't actually linking with the strikers very well there's yeah. two of his jobs that seem to sort of not somehow not really be getting done uh but at the weekend maybe it was the sort of Suchet revival that seemed to get so it seemed to get Ben Rama and Bowen and everyone a little bit closer to Ings. Mm. Though it was really telling
0: that Ings had to <laughs> more or less start and finish that first goal. Yeah, the first goal was great when it? it was Roy, the Rovers that, picking up the it ball, was. spraying yeah, yeah. it and then arriving in the box late to to finish off the opportunity. Absolutely,
1: yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Just what we've been hoping to see from him. And I think now, even if all three strikers are fit, which fingers crossed looks like they're going to be, I think he's yeah. secured that that starting position for the time being. Definitely, but, um, yeah. absolutely fantastic to have Skamaka and Antonio as options on the bench for when we need goals. I mean, that's really that's really yeah. exciting, isn't it?
1: I think Antonio. You know, people have been saying Antonio off the bench since probably the Pellegrini days. You know, when yeah. we when we got Yarmolenko and still had Arnautovic Arna- Arna- and, you know various other sort of midfielders that had goals within them, Felipe Anderson, you were sort of thinking, right, this year Antonio probably won't get a kick really, but he'll be a fantastic impact sub, you know, mm. with playing tired legs, you know, after 75 minutes or something. But actually, you know, he, a bit like Mark Noble, there were various times when we thought we were going to sort of see Mark Noble, you know, when Scott Parker came, Not Mark Noble's not; he's going to be a sort of squad player. But somehow his consistency and the fact that you could really sort of rely on him to, you know, work his nuts off the team always got him back in. And it's been the same with Antonio. Um, mm. But I do think that, you know, as a kind of impact sub... It, He's just a very good sort of deployment, anyway. It's no kind of disrespect to him that because you know he's whatever thirty-one now or something. It's like you know he is he is kind of closing in on uh, possibly the end of his career or a step down to the championship or something. So the mm. idea of him coming off the bench, you know, and you used to get like a Manchester United Solskjaer I used to relish coming off the bench. If he had to play ninety minutes, it would have been he would yeah. have had
0: to have a cigarette break. Well, I remember in the past he used to, you know, when he first arrived at the club, he was a sub quite a lot. And he was always, when he was more of a winger, he was always, yeah, fantastic kind of um, option from the, because the sort of player he is when you've got tired legs, defenders, he's yeah. an absolute nightmare. So, you know, there's that schemacca. I was looking at a um little compilation that someone put together on YouTube of his goals, not in Italy, but since he came to us and you forget that this season, he got a few in the conference league and he got some absolute, there was a little run where it looked like he was going to start scoring every week before the injury started to get to him again. And um, yeah, you forget, but you know, we've still got an absolutely top class striker there, you know, who eventually, you know, he's younger than the other two. Eventually I still hope he will go on to be our first choice striker and really deliver again, like Paqueta, I think, you know, maybe in his second season, if he opts to stay, obviously there's rumours surrounding him at the moment as a result of him changing his agent sort of abruptly. But yeah. if, if we can keep hold of him as well, I think those players have not perhaps hit the ground running as much as we would have hoped, but have certainly shown enough for us all to feel confident they're going to get better and better.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, a, it was a sort of unfortunate coming together of these these guys arriving just as several of our players that are already there had huge drops in form. Again, the two Czech boys, and Bowen, uh, you know, got the season off to a very sort of slow start. And now if things come into focus where everyone's playing at least 70% at the same time, uh, you know, we could really sort of do things, just got to really get this... Um, get this half of the season out of the way, sort of, you know, hopefully stay up fairly comfortably yeah. uh, and with a bit of confidence about what we can do next year. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's reasons to be kind of cautiously optimistic, aren't they? I thought that we, you know, there were just, like the Spurs game, there were good performances all over the pitch, but on Saturday, you know, with the inclusion of things, it just, it sort of clicked um it clicked and and i you know just sort of think we can we can you know pick up some points and in fact you know like that little graphic that the uh bbc does when it does the premier league table where it shows the last five games just to give an indication of form we were the best form in the bottom half of the table with our last five games because it was two wins two draws and one defeat mm, so yeah. you know we're
0: going in the right direction
1: yeah because there's right a little direction. you know the, and it is the, the, it is
0: frustrating it is you know it's frustrating we we've nowhere near hit the form that we we used to see in a year or so ago a year or two, well, it's coming up for 18 months ago now since we were really yeah. firing i mean I, I said to my mate as we were leaving i said actually the last time because everyone was buzzing came out of london stage and there was i don't know if you spotted the rainbow phil yeah it was an yeah, absolute yeah. sensational rainbow yeah. full arc I'd never seen a full arc in real life before. Did you? No. No, well,
1: you it don't is. Don't sound such that huge, excited yeah.
0: by it, mate. I mean, these are the these are the things that these are really the the, the incredible moments. You won 4-0 and there's a full arc rainbow right yeah. over Stratford. Mind blowing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and um
1: It'll be in a film. It'll be when they make a film. When the uh, club sells a DVD of that, did you ever watch the DVD the club made of the uh, of the away Spurs performance where Ravel scored?
0: Oh no. oh no, I didn't watch that.
1: No, no. Oh, they should have made. They should have made a DVD of that game with the rainbow in it.
0: They should have done. Yeah, it was like genuinely like the rainbow that you saw in the TV show Rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which the whole was, world with a raincoat. Exactly right, and that's what I sang to myself as I left yeah. the ground. I was delighted, but the the buzz that there was amongst the fans as we all walked out was the last time I can remember. Everyone leaving feeling like that. It was almost a year ago because it was Seville at home. That was the last oh, yeah. great. Fantastic. That was the last great match. We've been pretty poor ever since then. The only other good result we had was, of course, Leon away in the next round, but that was away. Yeah. So not many people were there, you know, to actually no, see no. it. It was a, I remember having a good night watching it on the box, but that was it. So actually, we've won not many games at all in the last no, year no, at no the no. London Stadium. And even the ones we have, I mean, I felt we were pretty lucky against Fulham. Everton was just a, an embarrassment. It was like, who's who's going to be shitter? You know, and yeah. we all knew. We won 2-0, but there was nothing much positive to take away from that game. You no, know, so no, even no. the wins, I can't remember the other kind of handful of like sort of dreary wins that we've achieved. So actually, I couldn't remember since Seville at home leaving that stadium with everyone just feeling great and positive and exhilarated and optimistic about the next games that are coming up. I feel optimistic no. about tonight at Old Trafford, and I even feel fairly optimistic about Brighton away. Although that one's harder, I could. I, in some ways, you think, well, we've got a better chance of getting a result at Old Trafford than we have at Brighton because at least at Old Trafford they're probably going to rest a few players. They're just off the back yeah. of the League Cup, and um, and you know our players might raise their game because you know they do sometimes. You know, players yeah. when they go and play against Manchester United. Brighton on the yeah, other. Yeah, I'll be interested to see it? who he picks, whether he wants to sort of pick a kind of
1: full strength team.
0: Um Well Ings is cap tied, so there'll be Yes, so that's right. He can't any Skamaka yeah. apparently is close to full fitness. So yeah. he does have a choice to make between Antonio and Skamaka up front, I guess.
1: Yeah, I I think he'll start Antonio. I think he'll
0: yeah, think he'll most likely. Start yeah, already.
1: yeah, yeah. But it'd be interesting to see, you know, if other kind of fringe players come in. Of course, our sort of um, our tournament goalkeeper is now our goalkeeper because um, yeah. Fabianski's got a cracked cheekbone. So now, um, and again, you know, a lot of people have been saying they wanted Lariola to play, uh, and now they've got their wish. Mm. Because it's enforced, so you know. I guess he'll play. He'll play tonight. Um, he is a very good shot stopper. I like him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say
0: so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through
1: adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Interesting that it was a little bit like sort of karma for Fabianski, sort of chickens coming home to roost, in that his uh reticence to come off his line is one of the faults in his game and if he had been off his line a little bit more briskly he might not have got a knee in the face like he did the <laughs> weekend because you know there the were two defenders What you're saying is
0: he's only got himself to blame. Yes, and yes. you don't you don't have. you don't have any sympathy with him. Not he really. He deserved to get his face smashed in.
1: Yeah face-smashed in.
0: Absolutely. I think that uh, we're really lucky to have a player like Ariola as our backup keeper. I don't think there's yeah. many clubs in the whole Premier League who would be able to lose their first choice and bring in someone of such high quality. Someone who, yeah. I would say, at least 50% of fans would, would want to be our first choice keeper in any case. So, yeah, I think so, yeah. And, and I think that Moise's attitude was, you know, Fabianski usually does pick up an injury at some point during the season, so he... It's clear that he sort of thought, well, a moment will come where yeah. he picks up an injury, Ariola gets in, and after that, it immediately becomes Ariola's position to lose. Right. Yeah. I think Ariola, unless he plays badly and we go on a run of bad results and he makes actual glaring errors, I think that's his now. Yeah, to the, to, the to the end of the season, season. Yeah, irrespective of yeah. what happens to Fabianski. Even if Fabianski comes back within two weeks, he probably won't anyway. But do you see what I mean? I think this yeah. is the opportunity that, that he's been waiting for, as sad as it is for Fab.
1: I wonder uh, what he'll do in midfield. I wonder if he'll, he will. I wonder if Fornals or Lanzini might come in this evening because I think he he's going to have an eye on the Brighton game. Yeah. You know, He does like to sort of send everyone out to play every game, for for some reason except in Europe, when he's quite loyal to his European team. Yeah. Uh, But quite often, uh, you know, you get a lot of senior players playing in, um, you know, domestic cups. But uh, I think we'll see Downs
0: for sure. I think we'll see Downs. I don't know at whose expense. I can't quite envisage him resting rice, although there must be a temptation to do so, because obviously he's our most important player. Yeah, um, and you know if you um, and we because we do have options in midfield, but going to Old Trafford in the FA Cup, you you need your yeah. captain leading you out, don't you? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's a there's um, an injury to there's an injury to Kufau, which yeah. means that it's likely that Johnson will stay at right back and Cresswell will be at left back. But Cresswell, you know, he's dropped right down the pecking order to the extent that. Moyes started with a right back at left back, which yes. says a lot to where yes Creswell yes. is now in the pecking order. And I think that's right. I mean, I've always loved Cresswell. I think he's a brilliant club legend, but he is yeah, his legs have totally gone. You you can't well, there's no coming yeah. back from that goal we gave away against Brentford where no, where no the striker gave him like I believe it was a 50 yard head start. It was, that, wasn't yeah. it? it was yeah. a 50 yard yeah. head start. Half the entire pitch he had, and yeah, yet he yeah. still was beaten to the ball by, yeah, um, yeah, I can't remember the yeah. name of the w- winger for Bright for Brentford.
1: Yeah. It wasn't Tony, was it? I think it might it have been wasn't Tony. It
0: but... was It was Silver. I think his name's right. Silver.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he came on at the weekend because because there was Emerson to bring on uh, at the weekend. Uh, I don't
0: think he likes Emerson at left back. He, li- he, he, he only fancies he? Emerson at left wing back. It's yeah. a very specific position, that isn't it? Left yeah. wing back. It's like he only works in a very specific formation. Um, so it's strange to spend 10 million pounds on a player who can only play in one specific scenario because yes, he, ca- he can't play it? left wing and he can't play left back. He can play left wing back. <laughs> yeah, so unless right. you're playing that system, there's no way he can be in the team. No, you know, it's even strange, even Masuaku would sometimes play left midfield, left wing. Yeah, you know, he would yeah. sometimes, but um, no, <laughs> he, he was absolutely catastrophic
1: as a left back, though, wasn't he? I think I Who, went to, his first game, which, oh, yeah, yeah, which was a white west brom, and uh, one of the first things he did was handle the ball twice just so that yeah. the referee got yeah. the idea of handball. I think he, I think he f- f- worried that the referee had forgotten what the handball rule was, so he did yeah. it once, and then it wasn't as if you know, it wasn't like it bounce from one hand to the other hand. He did it a good few seconds after he'd first done it.
0: Oh, Uh, yeah. And he called out to the referee as well. Watch this.
1: I'm handling the ball. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: Exactly. Have a a look at this. Look, guess what I'm going to do now. That's right. I touched it with my hand. That's not allowed, is it?
1: He took his gloves off, like uh, Adrian did when he took that penalty. Yeah. He took his gloves off and uh, then announced, I'm going to pick the ball up now uh, the second Mas- time.
0: Masuaku, I always describe him as a psychedelic footballer. A footballer yeah. who had sort of decided to subvert the very art form that he was yes. involved in. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. going to take football and deconstruct it in front of our eyes every week. <laughs> Yeah. Um,
1: yeah,
0: and, yeah like uh, of... I, I, I love him for that. I think he's fantastic. I I'll, I'll always love him forever. He's he's a, a legendary yeah. player. He's a player that I've never seen the light hit the light before and doubt I will again.
1: No. You can't tell whether he's happy or sad. Uh no. he's an enigma. He's an enigma um, wrapped in a conundrum. Capable of, capable, capable of feats of great skill.
0: Yeah, but I, I was, mean uh... that was the other thing that made it so amazing. Yeah. Is that he would sort of do really weird things. Like, yeah, just start handballing or almost yeah, on. Purpose. Yeah. But then like and then just he be spattered useless blow, at didn't defending. He? And then and then all of a sudden he'd be like Lionel Messi for like five yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah,
1: it yeah, was brilliant. It was brilliant. Uh yeah, so I hope that injury to Su was not bad because he was really starting to look like the guy we first signed. Uh, yeah. uh, after a kind of bewildering lapse in form, you know. Mm. We were saying last week on the podcast that, that, you know, there was an incredibly worrying, talking of rainbows and things that augur for uh, for the future, there was a lot of kind of um, parallels with the 2003 season uh, where we went down, uh, not the least of which was sort of a crucial game where we missed a penalty quite early in the season, which was Rice missing against Forest away and uh, Canute missing against Arsenal, which really did sort of herald the beginning of... Some very shit months of football, which we mm. actually could have been very good. But also, you know, Glenn Rhoda, you know, to his credit, had no idea that Sinclair and Schemmel were just going to start the season so badly and continue mm. to play so catastrophically badly compared to how they had played in previous years. And they similar with, 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 um, you know, the, the Czech boys and Bowen this season. And Very
0: strange. It just happened. All three them. of them. I mean, are... it, it happened when we moved into the, um, it, you've seen that the other classic example of this was the team under Pardue that went from getting to the cup final. Yeah. And then the yes. next year it was the same set of players turned up. And, yeah. you know, Ayun, Rio Coca, all of these yeah. players who'd been sensational were all suddenly useless.
1: Yeah, and, yeah and there's just yeah. no
0: rhyme or reason to it. And players often don't know themselves. I, I remember working at Talk Sport and chatting to Danny Capadon about that and going, you know, all due respect, but I've never seen a, a group of players transform so quickly and so radically as that team yeah. did from looking like at times unbeatable to being useless what was it you know and this is years later so I don't Mm -mm. think he had much to hide he said you just sometimes you just don't know there's something where you've got this momentum and then you take a break for the summer you come back and there's something in the mood that's hard to sort of fathom and people just don't have that same buzz about them they don't have that same confidence going into every game they're overthinking stuff and you know it, it happened with that team it happened the season we moved into the London stadium, you know, yeah. The, the last season upton part of Billich had been unreal. And then all those same players the following season really, really struggled, you know. Yeah. And yeah. um and it, it's it's really really hard. But then you see it happening the other way around as well. Oh, Sorry about that, Phil. Uh, I have a young puppy, as you know, yes, um, operating here in my in my podding suite. Um and someone said the temerity to knock at the door. Just giving you live right. updates here, mm-hmm. and obviously puppies take exception to that. Um, I'm just well, they get excited by it. They they do excited and angry all at the same time, um, confused, it might be hung, hungry. Could be it might be stu- Amazon
1: bringing a bone uh, to- in their
0: imagination. It's always a tubby, ruddy faced, jolly butcher who's knocking right. on the door with uh, a really long string of sausages. S- string of sausages, That, sausages, yeah. that are going spare, yeah. you know, and he said these were meant for delivery to, to, uh, to someone up the road, but unfortunately she's passed away, and yeah. so I have to offload them today or they'll yeah. go bad. Do you know anyone yeah. or anything that may be interested in this string of juicy pink sausages? That's yeah. what my puppy is imagining and hoping for every day of her absurd life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tiny dreams. Tiny, tiny dreams. doggy dreams.
0: Simple uh, Simple to be a puppy in many ways.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it is worrying playing Brighton at the weekend, but again, I mean I think I, I I sort of feel that the the kind of frustration we as fans have had, they must have as well. I think they're sort of aware that they, you know, the relief at the end of that game, Rice came up after the Forest game to the fans and was literally making a brow-mopping gesture with his hand, which, because I think it, you know, I mean, they're not idiots. They, They know exactly what the fans are watching, which is a kind of frustrating performance of people just playing football pretty well, but just not sticking it in the net and to just do it four times. Like you said earlier, it feels like it could be, and we're being wildly optimistic now, or at least I am, something that sort of breaks that hoodoo, you know? Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously Ings can't play tonight, but he can play against Brighton. I'm sort of, you know, if we could come away with a point from Brighton, that would be great because they really are...
0: Oh, yeah. Just
1: our sort of nemesis. Yeah, at the moment.
0: yeah. I expect mm-hmm. nothing. So a point would be, Yeah, <laughs> it's weird to say, but against Brighton, a point at this stage feels like party time. Um, yeah. But, you know, the other thing to remember is Moyes is still Moyes. He's not going to react to us winning 4-0 by changing anything. He'll think that's no. vindication for him. And we will go and probably play five at the back against Brighton and revert to exactly the same way we played against Tottenham. And he thinks, you know, there but for the grace of God, if we'd nicked a goal against Tottenham, right, we had that early chance, didn't we? um, Yeah, yeah, we did. Right. He he believes that if we can nick one against these teams, we'll then be perfectly capable of holding out for three points. And he might be right about that. And he's not going to suddenly off the back of a 4-0 victory at home to Forest go, right, I think this team's ready to be unleashed. No way. Expect the same performance as we delivered against Tottenham. Um, and if we lose, we lose. But if we win, he'll, you know, he, 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 he'll be saying, I mean, Roshane asked him in the press conference, you know, play, Matt, fans are getting frustrated saying you're a cautious manager. Is that fair? And I think he expected him to say, no, I don't mean that's fair. And he said, yeah, it's fair. I am a cautious manager. Yeah. That's why I've survived so long in the game. You know, a lot yeah. of managers get carried away with pleasing the fans or thinking that it's all about you know non-stop attractive football and and that's why they haven't had careers as long as mine he said no you know i i am cautious i'm about stopping goals first and foremost worrying about that and that alone and he said and by the way in those first two years where we finished sixth and seventh and had the run in in europe he said my tactics were just the same I was cautious then, too. The difference was, was that those games that are quite tight and close, we we just kept managing to, like, nick them if it was in the balance. And yeah. in other times, you know, our attacking players were, were really running free. So, But my tactics didn't change. And no one was complaining or calling me cautious. Because if you're winning, no one notices. So yeah. I guess there's some logic in what he's saying.
1: I, f- I feel he is. I mean... I feel he is kind of legislating for a kind of evolution of our style though, because I think the sort of purchases of, of a and Paquette and, um, you know, Scamacca, they are, they are ballers, you know, because yeah, I think the problem
0: players, yeah.
1: is, because I think it is that, you know, obviously it was a very odd season when, when, you know, the, the end of the, relegation dogfight and then the you know the really good sixth place finish season a lot of those guys would play behind closed doors so they were slightly odd but our um you know people teams did seem to be caught out by our kind of soak it up and hit them on the break style but you know that style second half of the season we finished seventh in was really not washing very we finished that season quite badly really Mm, um and um I think he you know it feels like he saw that and was saying we've got to be a team that um if a team does sit back we can kind of unlock the door you know uh and and we have signally failed to do that this season we've we uh, until this point um you know again I think for the first time this season it might have been against Brentford where we had a huge amount of possession and you could see an attack building and you could almost see the players' heads go down because we were building an attack because they didn't know what to do. Mm. They just went up mm. one flank, got as far as they could, didn't get to the byline to cross it, turned back, passed it to Rice, Rice mm. switched it over to Sufal. It was very often started on the left and went over to the Rice. Well, the, then the a cross came over not- when they had everyone back to defend. We're not.
0: We're not... we're so obsessed with keeping our shape even in possession that it's really hard unless the, the opposition make a big error, then it's really hard for us to kind of break down premier league teams because we won't, no one will leave their position because they're always thinking what happens if we lose possession. Therefore, you know, I mean, Cresswell's not capable of making overlapping runs, even if he wanted to, but whoever's playing at fullback is not going to suddenly Burst forward, you know. Overlap whoever's playing on the wing, and and break through the defense because th- they don't want to do that. They're, they're briefed no. to just hold their shape, hold their shape. So someone gets down the left, and then they always look up, cut back, and play it to Rice, and then Rice yeah. switches play, just like you say. And um, you know, it's like that. No one breaks the lines and no one leaves their position to surprise the opposition or create a problem for them or overload them because we're always thinking of the next thing that might happen, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, What was interesting about Saturday, I thought was that there was a return with um, Suchek finding his form again. There was a a sort of return of that sort of relationship that Rice and uh, Suchek had in those couple of good seasons, Mm. which, you couldn't really define it was quite a unique position the closest of which was the relationship of Declan Rice to uh, Calvin Phillips in the England setup where you couldn't yeah. tell which one was the defensive one and which one was the yeah. attacking one they sort of found their roles sort of organically again like they did a couple of years ago and that mm. return to that and i think that's what sort of um you know, helps to slightly adapt to adapt that quite rigid shape to be a bit more progressive, a bit more attacking is that uh, we've gone back to a kind of Thomas Suchik who just runs around the pitch with like no real sort of remit. He just turns up everywhere at every time, you know, like that film. Um, and you know, Paquetta is finding his way to fit in with these two guys as well, and he looks like he has a fairly free role, you know. Yeah. Um, and good players will make a role for themselves, won't they? I th- I don't think Di got any instructions when he arrived from uh, Sheffield to play for us. I think. No, I that
0: that was the red nap approach generally. Yeah. Those were different yeah, yeah. times where managers didn't have to be these kind of weird spreadsheet kind of whiteboard, you know, tactical yeah, yeah. masters. Harry Redknapp was very much buy good players and tell them yeah. to go and play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um and sometimes I miss that. Um but yeah, I think that I I think that there will be another occasion before the end of the season where this team spanks someone again. Yeah. much like if you remember when we in 2020 when it was lockdown and we went into lockdown had a long break in the football um mm. and we were really in trouble and yeah. we looked doomed actually and when we came back from lockdown we were like forget it this team's going down and he um and and suddenly antonio just started scoring that was the first time yeah. that that he converted Antonio from a winger to a centre forward. And yeah. he started scoring. And we did, towards the end of that season, after looking like we were doomed, after the the lockdown break, we actually thumped a couple of sides. There was that. Yeah. Antonio scored four against Norwich, didn't he? And I, yeah. I think this might happen again. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I still think we're in a relegation battle. I still yeah. think we're going to have other really bad days where, we, where we're back to, like, bemoaning Moise's negativity. But I also think, you know, when you're talking about Paquetta, Rice and Suchek and that kind of midfield combination of three extremely hard-working but quite talented and, and dangerous players as well, when they all click, those three players, give them a feel, we could just overrun a team and destroy them. So yeah, yeah. I feel that we, we've still got that to look forward to this year. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I thought Ings... Uh... You know, what was good about him was that he sort of showed the other the other players what to do. This is what I need. You know, both of those were like very late
0: arrivals in the yeah. box and sort yeah. of
1: bundled in off his knee. Do, or- do you know
0: what it reminded me of, mate? Tony Cotty.
1: Yeah. Like not, yeah, yeah. not
0: not necessarily the stuff he did outside the box, but those no. kind of scrappy sliding st- into the six-yard box and scra- yeah, yeah. trundling it over the line. All due respect to Tony Cotty, probably my all-time favorite West Ham striker. But yeah, we hadn't seen someone who scores those. That's what we signed Ings to do, to just poke yeah. goals and uh he, and, he, and he did it. It was just thrilling to see. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, it's probably about time to wrap this up. Uh, shall we do predictions for both of the forthcoming games this week? It's Man U tonight and Brighton of the weekend?
0: It's okay. Very uh, difficult for, to know about tonight because it's, we just don't know United. how they I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're going to beat Manchester tonight. Manchester United tonight. 2 1. 2 1.
1: I'm going to say 1 all. And we might lose on penalties.
0: Oh, does it go straight to pens these days? No replays?
1: Did they, at this level, do they replay them? Oh, it might. Re- Maybe it'll replay. I
0: think you get one replay. a good replay.
1: point. Okay, one all, I'm going to say, in in uh, normal time.
0: Okay. What about Brighton? <laughs> one all, I think.
1: I'm going to say 2-1 to us.
0: Wow. Are you going? Months. Are you going for a nice? No, day at I, could done,
1: I, I could have done. I could I have had a ticket, but I can't go. No,
0: Are you going to go? Good. No, we went to that game together once, I think, didn't we? we it's did. always yeah, a yeah. R- really great away day, that, but uh, no, I can't make it. Can't get a Is ticket. Is that the one
1: where it absolutely chucked it down? And because the stadium's on the top of that sort of hill?
0: No, uh, it no. was
1: r- Right. I don't think, I don't think times it was rainy months.
0: when we went. But. No, um, no. Uh, Yeah, and what about Iannapa away? Have you got a ticket for Ionapa away? I've
1: been to that place, Larnaca, before. In fact, I think I might have somewhere I could stay if I went to it, but I I wasn't planning on going. I think it's it's
0: 1,400 tickets are being offered to West Ham, so with my 10 priority points, it's very unlikely I'll be going to Iannapa away. But I yeah. just sincerely hope that everyone who does go has a wonderful few days.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What a lovely thought. Uh, well, yeah. that's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Wheelands, and with me has been Sam Delaney.
0: Thanks, Phil. Thanks, everyone.
1: Come on, you Irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.